Today's text question of the day. I, I like this one. It's a fun one. I know we've done different versions of it before. I mean, you do, you know, 250 of them a year. You're going to get different close to it, right? <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> uh, what is a gift you wanted as a child, Steve, that you didn't get and you're still frustrated about it, Steve. Oh, man, mine's easy. <laughs> mine's a magic card, a very specific magic card I asked for my birthday. I want to say it was either sixth grade or seventh grade. Mm-hmm. It's called a Black Lotus, and when I asked for it, it was right around $200. And my parents were like, we're not spending $200 on a single card. A, yeah, but I wait, can understand that. Wait, wait, wait. You need to understand the visionary that is Steve, because I know this story. Steve. Yeah, so now depending on the card's condition, the price of the card ranges anywhere from $100,000 to $800,000. Whoa! Yeah. <laughs> I would still be salty about that, too. Now, would you have kept it in good condition? No, but I still oh. would have been worth probably hundred grand. Even in not good Even condition? Even in not good condition, yeah. Oh, my God. Can you imagine if one of your buddies was like, you had a fight with one of your friends when you were a kid, and he just ripped that thing right oh, in half? Oh, I'm so mad. I, I'd oh. punch him in the face. hundred grand. <laughs> and you could bug him for the rest if you were still friends? Rest of your life. Right? If you won the lottery, be like, technically, that's my money. Yeah. <laughs> like, all the lottery money is your money? Oh. No, just the hundred. Yeah. Just the hundred K I would No, bro, made. you owe me a hundred G. You owe me a hundred G. Without a shadow of a doubt. Uh, uh, gift you wanted as a child that you didn't get and you're still frustrated about it. Before we get to Christine, I'll tell you mine's simple as well. Mm-mm. Green machine. Period. Like, Connie's would have been moon boots. We lost Connie earlier this year to moon cancer. Moon boots. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, 100%. She was bitter about those. That for is hilarious. Ever. 25 years I knew her. Bitter about the moon boots. Mine was a green machine. I knew yours was the Black Lotus. Yep. Which is not on Urban Dictionary. I already looked. Yes. <laughs> Christine, what is a gift you wanted as a child... You didn't get it, and you're still frustrated about it. Uh, mine's a toss-up between the Barbie Dream House or the Easy Bake Oven. Okay, Those so... Those were two things I wanted so badly and so never got. If we wanted one of those... That Barbie was the, Dream House, for that's sure. That's the big one. Because now I have a real oven. <laughs> okay. You have a big girl oven. Yeah, that's good. That's good. You don't and have a I house. I don't really bake either. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, yeah, for sure, the Barbie Dream House. I wonder if you'd gotten the Easy Bake Oven. I wonder if you would have been a baker now. Like, I wonder if that would have altered your trajectory, your path. <laughs> if I had an Easy Bake Oven? <laughs> yeah, like, maybe she was more into it. Like, not saying you'd be a baker for a living, necessarily, yeah. which would be awesome. Uh, but, like, if you would have been, like, more into... More into it? I mean, yeah. I just suck at baking. Like, I love cooking, but baking, I'm just not good you at. post some photos of the food you make. It looks good for cooking. It yes, looks pretty good. I definitely... I enjoy cooking. And you can manipulate cooking. That's the thing. With baking, you can't. You have to be to a T with it. Uh, yeah. Otherwise, yeah. you ruin it. You my, know? my father said years ago, cooking is like your coworkers, and baking is like uh, your management. <laughs> so you can manipulate your coworkers, but you can't really do that with management. Did he say that? Yeah, though? it was a very odd. Yeah, I think like you're messing with me or something. That's very odd that you said that just then. All right, guys, message it via the app. You can text for today's text question of the day. I want to talk about this security system. This is this is I think a brilliant idea. Canon, you're familiar with Canon. The, the camera, camera? yeah. Bingo. Camera company, they make printers as well. Yeah, oh yeah. Camera lenses, camera lenses, bunch of stuff like that. Their offices in China just installed new 
AI security cameras for getting in. Facial mm-hmm. recognition software, like on your phone. Okay. Okay. I'm going to show you a photo here, guys. Here they are. Here is a, a young lady at their office. Looks like an iPad and like in front of the doorway. Yeah, it's got and like it shows a, a camera webcam view. right yeah. above it. Yeah. Yeah. So you see the you see essentially an iPad in front of a doorway and the camera above it. You see the woman going into work. What is different about this security system that you see, facial recognition software, that you may like? What is in that, this photo that you may not necessarily notice normally? Because it's the only way she's going to be able to get into work as she does it. Do you see anything? Or are you thrown? I'm thrown. I, I'm thrown too. If you try and open the door while frowning or having a straight face, the facial recognition software will not unlock it for you. You are required <laughs> to smile Wow! to get into work at the Canon offices in China. That's so funny. It's brilliant. It's <laughs> awesome. I think it's smart. I think everybody should do it if they're doing facial recognition software to get into work. Because even if you have to make yourself smile, it sets you up. It puts like, you in a better mood. I agree. Psychology. Yeah, I actually agree with that. Because if you're starting your day with a smile, I mean, you're more likely to kind of stay that way, I feel like. Even if you're annoyed, because Steve would be annoyed by it. Oh, yeah, yeah I'm annoyed for sure. by it already. I was saying, yeah. <laughs> like, this is stupid. No, but Steve, even if you're annoyed by it, you still are smiling to do it. They're like, oh my God, I hate this job. He does but the fake smile. smile. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, look what she's doing. She doesn't look, I mean, it's not a great smile. No, she's not. She's happy. got an average smile. <laughs> she's got more of a potty face smile. What's a potty face smile? Steve, do you want to tell her what a potty face smile is? It's when you have to go potty. <laughs> no, it's when you look like you have to go potty and you're holding it. Oh, oh yeah. And you're like, ah, okay. Okay, guys. Yeah. I got to get moving. Okay. Yeah, thanks. It was nice to meet you. I have a meeting, too. Down the hall. In the restaurant. That's when I uh, also, like, move around a lot and go back and forth. <laughs> like, pace back and you forth. You do the potty dance. Yeah, I do. I do do the potty dance. You do the potty dance. Nice. Very good. Okay, so park drama from Steve. Oh my goodness gracious. Let's hear this. this yeah, is, this is not good. This is affecting greatly Steve's summer. This school has had the gall, the audacity, try, the audacity if you will, to try and make things better for children when they come back. I know, right? And not realize who lives next door. I know. Oh, exactly. You, you can't go to the park now like you've been hoping? No, so there's the elementary out? school near my house that we would always go to right after I was done with work. It's an easy way for the kids to blow off some steam, mm-hmm. and I can just hang out and not have to really parent too hard. Yeah. <laughs> Which is Anything awesome. to not parent hard. Right? Hamburger. Hamburger. But about a week after the school let out for the summer, Mm-hmm. Fences went up surrounding the entire property, and now they're completely remodeling the school, and the park is closed for the entire summer. Oh, no. Is there another park that's sort of nearby you can go to? Yeah, there's a few other parks, but, I mean, the other ones, if I wanted to walk there, it'd be like 15, 20-minute walk to get there. That's not fun once it heats up. Yeah. And then with driving, too, it just takes forever because you got to pack everyone in the car, pack the stroller in the car, make sure you got, like, a diaper bag just in case an accident happens. Whereas at the park across the street from my house or right down the street from my house, I didn't need a diaper bag or anything. I just walked back if someone had an accident. This school. Just jump over the fence. 
Well, I have seen uh, there's there's skater wow. kids that crawl underneath the fence. Really? Yeah, in the evening, because <laughs> there's a little gap. You got to be careful too. I mean, on a construction site, it's not that a good is. idea to throw your kids over a fence. And yeah, then... no, it's a tall yeah. fence. No. Yeah. <laughs> How about get Charlotte over and then toss Izzy? To Charlotte. To Charlotte? No, yeah. she's got butterfingers. You're multitasking though. You're teaching her how to play catch. Exactly. There you go. It's kind of a great angle. <laughs> it kind of works, Steve. I, I don't understand why you don't want to do that. Uh, yeah, no. Yeah, Throw it a seems... mattress on the other side or something. There you go. That's, sounds like a lot of work to go. It does sound like a lot of work. It does sound like maybe a lot of work. Just, maybe just walk to the other park. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so is that what you've chosen to do is walk to this other park? Uh, we've walked to the other park and I've driven them to other parks. It's not. It's you're you, you're really miserable about this, though. I know that you've been kind of bummed out about it. Yeah, it sucks. Yeah. it sucks real bad. Well, what about splash pads? Have you done that yet? We haven't done a splash pad yet. They just opened what a couple weeks ago. Yeah, yeah they're so, gonna yeah. do a. Uh, he's gonna. You're gonna take him to. Uh, the, well, so Izzy's first time swimming will be in Connie's pool, right? There's a thing where you're. Yes, I'm trying yeah. to, I don't think we're gonna. Or no, no, no. Yeah, we're we're gonna go uh, for the Fourth of July the quad cities to visit britney's family and we're staying in a hotel with a pool so oh. that will be her first pool experience ah i'm sorry because charlotte's first time swimming was connie's pool wasn't it uh she actually didn't go in the water then God. she hasn't been in a pool ever in her life ever oh, no. is she nervous uh well, she doesn't know she doesn't know yet she has no idea what a, what a like she thinks a pool is a kiddie pool in the backyard <laughs> so charlotte's first time swimming could have been in connie's pool both of them it could have been but, but you're selfishly going to go to a hotel before your scheduled pool date with dan yes so selfish of me <laughs> to go so see britney's family the first offended. time in two years yeah i am so bothered by this like why would you do that that's so bushy to do in the memory of connie I'm whom we lost earlier this year no we'll forgive you I'll forgive you this time so I, I there's this uh, thing I read about today. It's brilliant. It's glorious. Uh, it's a new invention. I mean, it's not. It's new to me. I'd never heard of it. It's a non. It's a cure for a non-life-threatening thing that happens to us that I personally find extremely annoying. And you've probably been in a unique situation because of this thing. Okay. It is both internally and externally. Take a guess. You get one guess. Steve and Christine, click six, play along if you want. What do you guys think? Let's start with Christine. What do you think it is? How we start with Steve and Christine? I'll go. That was my guess. So uh, I'm gonna go with sweat. Sweat. Yes. So you think they have found a way to cure sweat? I have that. I have two answers, but I'm gonna go with sweat first. Well, what's your second one? Pimples. Okay. I just wanted because I didn't want Steve to guess it, and then you go, "That was my answer." Because I, <laughs> well, I get two answers then. Sweater pimples is mine. I'm going with earwax or runny nose. You're both wrong. Aww. You're both wrong. I'll say the name of it, and you'll know exactly what it is. It's a straw, by the way. It's called the Hickaway. Hiccups. Hiccup remover. The Hickaway is an instant cure. This is real for hiccups. Say hello to Hickaway, the guaranteed way to get rid of hiccups. Dr. Safey created a device that is a quick, foolproof way to say goodbye to your hiccups. The device is created with two holes of different diameters precisely placed. Just sip some water through the straw and Hickaway will do the rest. Hickaway creates enough pressure to lower the diaphragm and eliminate hiccups. Hmm. So, something with your diaphragm, apparently, and the hiccups. 
and it gets rid of it. Now, scientists put this thing together. The brilliant thing about this Hickaway, you can get one on Amazon. Mm-hmm. It's 15 bucks. That's it? Yep. It's a straw for 15 bucks. Yeah, but if it's getting rid of hiccups. <laughs> it's Yeah, it's an L-shaped straw, and it, they launched a Kickstarter on it a year ago. 92% of the time it works. Wow. So like, do you have to, like... Just carry the straw wherever you go in case you get the hiccups. Well, and it looks like it it doesn't look washable to me. It looks more of like a a disposable. Yeah, I'm going to put it on the big screen. No, it looks like you can can wash it. Yeah. Oh, it's plastic. You're right. You can totally wash that. So it's L shaped. It looks like a. uh, It almost looks like a a skinny vape. (laughs) I was going to say an inhaler for someone with uh, maybe asthma. Yeah. Yeah, a long, skinny inhaler. Tell her where our brains are. Looks like a pipe. Yeah. <laughs> Looks like a pipe of ape or an a- inhaler for a kid with asthma. One or the other. It's called the Hickaway. It's uh, if you have it's a actually pro- brilliant. Well, and think about it because I, I don't know about you, but I've, I've been in situations where you're, yeah, and you're mm-hmm. it's annoying, and, and you try and scare yourself, but you know you're going to scare yourself, so it doesn't scare you. Mm-hmm. It also it, keeps your unwanted relatives from Alabama away. Huh? What? Hick- oh, hick Hick away. away. <laughs> <laughs> because, like, they're small town, man. You get what he said? <laughs> Isaac Johnson, got to talk about this guy. He's in the Guinness, uh, Guinness World Record. He set a Guinness World Record again. He'd uh, done it in 2019, but lost it last summer. He has set a record for having the biggest open mouth ew <laughs> yeah that's right do you Here. have a picture uh-uh. i just put him on the big screen there's isaac he's got, he's got braces too he's got a baseball in his mouth no problem they're measuring his mouth sure bring it on that is not attractive that's a can of buble easily fitting in his mouth yeah isaac should be proud and he was is that something i have the put? biggest mouth in the world i'm very proud to reclaim the title for guinness world records largest gate i feel pretty dazzled to be a guinness world records title holder my friends and family were very sad and disappointed when i lost it the first time so it feels pretty good were to they? take were it back <laughs> like were they were they they were disappointed <laughs> would you be disappointed <laughs> if your boy one of your buds Lost for or would you just say it to get him to do it again? Right, I know you gotta do it again, bro. Is it something you put on a resume like Guinness Book of World Record holder? Depends the job you're mouth, depends the job you're doing. Yeah, I mean, for some people, it might work like maybe it'd be under skills and tell like at the bottom. Like, this dude's (laughs) mouth is so large, he can actually his mouth stretches. I want you to think about this, it's actually really gross four inches from top to bottom open. Four inches, Steve. How he old wants, is he? He's 47 years old. I don't know. How 47 old years old. Yeah. He's definitely not 47. I don't care how old he is. Yeah, I don't know. I'll find out how old he is here in a sec. But, Steve, four inches. That's pretty insane. How big is an apple, top to bottom, your average apple? I will guess three inches. Yeah. That's a whole apple in his mouth with room to spare. Christine is fixated on this man's photo right now. Mm-hmm. I'm so disgusted. I've lost you. Especially that middle one. How many apples can you fit in your mouth? Yeah. One. What can you put in your mouth? I don't know. Like name all I the can, things. I can Just fit start this shoving stuff in, in there. Let's find out. <laughs> no, like get your fist. I can't put my fist in my mouth. How big can your mouth wrap around your? Oh, not even. Let me see. Uh, not even. Just my knuckles. <laughs> you got. You got like a baby mouth. Yeah, just knuckle your mouth real quick. Yeah, knuckle your mouth. Let's see. Let's see how many knuckles fit in. Okay. There you go. 
How many, how many knuckles is Lay that? Lay your hand flat. It'll be easier Describe that way. what you're doing with the knuckles in your mouth. I'm putting the knuckles in my mouth. <laughs> Wait, no, say it. Well, now say it. <laughs> Perfect. Did, did that make you happy? Yeah. All right. Steve is weird. Yeah, I knew he'd like that. I, I just had a weird feeling Steve would like that. When it comes to cartoon shows, like, uh, I say adult cartoons, but just cartoon shows in general, when I think about the members of this show, myself, Christine, and Steve involved, Steve, you're the guy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Your number one favorite show of all time is what? The Simpsons. Yeah, so he is like, he knows all that stuff. So you're familiar with, the, not even let's just say cartoon shows, but let's say just that a lot of the same people do the same, different voices yes. for yeah. different cartoons. Yeah. For example, Star Wars, which isn't a cartoon show, but the movie Star Wars, Darth mm-hmm. Vader. Oh, Luke, use the force, Luke. Yes. Actually, that was like a really... James Earl Jones. Yeah, it was the best one I've ever done on that. So anyway, uh, James Earl Jones, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, well, that being said, what cartoon movie or show was he a part of? He was in The Simpsons. What about Lion the... Lion uh, King. Lion King. Yep. Mustafa, right? He was Mustafa. Mufasa. Mufasa. Mufasa, yeah. Mustafa. <laughs> I was like, what? <laughs> Don't really care. Yeah. Simba. Right? Was that mm-hmm. his kid, mm-hmm. right? All right. Yeah, I don't know. I saw it like once. Heard it was based on a true story, and I don't think it was. <laughs> I don't think lions talk. Uh, Rick and Morty. Do you know that the same guy does both voices for Rick and Morty? I did know that, yeah. All right. Well, here he is. Oh, great. Oh, boy. Well, what's wrong, Rick? Is it the quantum carburetor or something? Quantum carburetor? Jesus, Morty, you can't just add a sci-fi word to a car word and hope it means something. Huh. Looks like something's wrong with the microverse battery. All right, so you knew that one? Yeah, quick fun fact about him is uh, when the show first started, he used to bring in a six-pack in Newcastle to every recording thing. Really? And that's why uh, Rick burps so much, but people complained about it, so he cut his burping out about midway through the first season. Seriously? Yeah, he seriously cut back oh, on it. Oh, that is a fun fact. I knew you'd love this little thing. That we were doing. <laughs> uh, okay, so what about, uh, like, uh, for example, uh, Bart Simpson, mm-hmm. Steve, uh, Chucky from Rugrats? Yep. yep. Same person. Okay. I knew that Kavanaugh, one. I think is the name. Is, yeah, I forget her name. Mm-hmm. Is your name Steve? Well, I'm just saying I know cartoons I like, too. I know, but we like literally talked before we went on the air, and I was like, I'm going to focus on Steve oh, and sorry. cartoons. <laughs> I knew that one. It's, I even knew her it's, name. It's I got literally, excited. It's Nancy Carwright, by the way. In case your you attention, wondering. please. Your attention, please. I have an announcement to make. I'm bored. Don't listen to her, guys. The library lady says the rules are really, really important. <laughs> sort of. So that's Nancy Cartwright, by the way. Oh, that must be the new one. Uh, no, it's no, always it's been Nancy there. Cartwright yeah. since the Tracy Ullman show. Oh, but I don't know what that is. That's how The Simpsons. <laughs> that, yeah, it was The Simpsons. Uh, that's was how it on started. Before it was on TV. Uh, thus before the, it was on thus me show. focusing on Steve. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so let's go to the movie Aladdin, and let's go to the movie Mulan. Uh, Jasmine from Aladdin, and then the character Mulan in the in the movie Mulan, the cartoon movies. Leah Salonga, S A L O N G A. Go ahead, Christine. How do you say that? S A L O N G A. Salongo. Salongo. Uh, I'm not really. Salonga, like Salonga. Maloney. Or uh, uh, Saloni. Thank you, like Christine. Like Baloney. You sound just like Steve. <laughs> I was trying to involve her. Okay. So anyway, the girls that the, that girl sings in both Mulan. Uh, she's Mulan in the Mulan movies when, when they sing, and she's Jasmine from Aladdin. Why 
voice is Milan. I could hear it. Yeah, 100%. Oh, yeah, you can't change the voice. Yeah. But it still sounds like what's-her-name from the show Glee to me. Leah Michelle. Yeah, Leah Michelle. <laughs> sounds like her for sure, without a shadow of a doubt. They all sound like Leah Michelle. Or the uh, the the thing that uh, sounds like something on Urban Dictionary, the girl from Frozen, the main lady. Elsa? Yeah, no, but the, her real name. Sounds like something on Urban Dictionary. I have no idea where you're going with it. Adina, what's her name? Adina. Adina Menzel? Yeah, it sounds like I got in a Medina Menzel last night. It just sounds I'm terrible. Sure. I'm just saying. Wow. It really I don't think we should Urban Dictionary. Apparently. That's what I just, that's what I just said. Okay. Text question of the day today. Let's talk about it. Uh, what is a gift you wanted as a child that you did not get and you're still frustrated about? Christine has been communicating off the air with a member of the Click of Six all day long. Her name is Jackie. Mm-hmm. And Jackie currently has what Christine wanted as a child. A Barbie dream house. She said, I have hundreds of Barbies and I play with them almost every day. I'm 30. I told her you have to take a pic of the dream house. She says, I will when I get home. There we Ooh. go. <laughs> yes, they, they are planning a Barbie date. Yeah, play date. You should, uh, <laughs> For two 30-year-old women. <laughs> that'd be great. I think it'd be great. Go do it. Fish you is sh- like, hey, make sure to take pictures. Hamburger. <laughs> video. Yeah, I mean, of the Barbie, of course. <laughs> but you click of six. What did you say to the text question of the day today? You can message in via the app. It's a free download. What's a gift you didn't get as a child that you're still frustrated about? American Girl doll in a Barbie Jeep. Somebody, I mean, it's so funny how people get worked up about these. Connie, we lost her earlier this year to cancer. Moon boots. Yep. Constantly. Boom. She would get worked up. Very, very angry about the moon boots. I would say American Girl dolls is probably one of our top answers that we've gotten. I'm not surprised. Yeah. Easy Bake Oven, somebody said that. That was yours as well, wasn't mm-hmm. it? A Golden Retriever. I wanted a dog. Yeah. I definitely wanted a dog. A Barbie Corvette, the one where you could actually drive it yourself. Wow. Light up shoes. Oh, you know what I wanted too was those uh, shoes with the uh, skate the on the bottom. on them. Yeah. yeah. I wanted those. <laughs> I remember those. Somebody else wanted a weenie whistle. LOL. That's uh, from a movie, isn't it? Yeah, I, Christmas, uh, the Santa Claus with Tim Tim Allen. Yeah, yeah, oh, okay. yeah. The, with the guy gets at the mm-hmm. uh, Judge Reinhold. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Somebody. A lot of people said a dog as well. A pony. Gosh darn it! I just want a horse and the cat and dog and the goats and the cows and the pigs. Okay, that's a lot of animals. <laughs> that is a very very. They, they need to move to a farm. They do. All right. Top five is today for your text question of the day. You can message via the app. You can text in per usual. You know the drill. What is a gift you didn't get as a child that you're still frustrated about? Uh, the pretty princess. Wait, the pretty, pretty princess board game. I have two little girls now. When they're big enough, we will totally get one and we will play all the time. I, I don't blame you. <laughs> Do you remember that? Yeah, one of my friend's uh, little sisters had that game. We used to mess with it when we were younger. That, because you secretly liked playing I it. wanted to be a pretty, pretty princess. <laughs> you are a pretty princess. Thank you. Not pretty, pretty yet, because you're a man now. <laughs> but you can be a pretty princess. Somebody else said a chemistry set. My parents were always afraid I'd blow up the house. Oh, that would be so cool. That would be cool. A horse. I always told my mom. We can just put it in the backyard. It never happened, and I'm still bitter years and years later. LMAO. Somebody else said a green machine. That was mine. They also said, they said, oh, man, to go flying down the sidewalk and burn out. Ah, 
And then they said they're determined to get an adult version. There's one for $75,000. The adult green machine. Yeah, it is insane. Today's text question of the day, number two. What's a gift you didn't get as a child that you're still frustrated about? Guys, I really, really wanted a Power Wheels car. My neighbors had all of them growing up. Now as an adult with three kids, almost old enough, I plan on getting all three of them. Aha, LOL. Can you tell I haven't let it go yet? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I love it Yeah, that's okay And finally, number one, one, one What is a gift you didn't get as a child that you're still frustrated about? I wanted a Barbie dream house Instead, I got a Rubbermaid tote to put my Barbies in And I was told to pretend it was their dream house <laughs> Wow I love that Yeah you know, I wanted the That's uh, brutal, that's why I made it number one I wanted the, I wanted the Millennium Falcon, like totally, from Star Wars Mike Opdyke had one his, his parents were divorced, so he got all the cool Star Wars toys. Did you tell your parents to get divorced so you can get no. all the toys? <laughs> I used to pray that dear sweet baby, sweet baby Jesus they would get divorced, but they were all, like, in love. Yeah. <laughs> mm, sorry you didn't get your Falcon. Yeah, I know. Seriously, it would have been awesome right? if you put Han Solo in there and everything. So fun. Yeah. Did you have a Millennium Falcon? My brother did. Yeah, your parents loved him more. <laughs> they did. <laughs> That's awesome. Christine. Fish. Christine. What are we learning from today? Where's knowledge coming from today? Huh. Since I was at an arcade yesterday, how about knowledge come from uh, an arcade game? Ooh. An arcade game, okay. Mm-hmm. Spe- Should I choose a specific one? Specific game. Uh, specifically, let's do Jurassic Park because I love shooting dinosaurs. Okay, shooting the dinosaur. Mm-hmm. All right. I learned something today. Every time I learn something new, it pushes some old stuff out of my brain. I'm learning. What did you learn? Ah, knowledge, my friends, is like a trip to the arcade. Where you go into the arcade and you see it there, bleep, bleep, blah, bloop, bloop. It's blinking. (laughs) It's Jurassic Park, the video game. You walk over to the arcade game and you place your hand on the controller and you start to play as a human shooting dinosaurs with your arcade game gun. Pa-pow, pa-pow, pa-pow. <laughs> you get so excited as the blood splatter from the dinosaur spreads across the screen. You gasp in glory. Ooh! <laughs> as you put your hands to your mouth and gasp in glory, what you don't realize is you are about to gain knowledge. Would you like to know how? Yes, I'm dying to know how. The chemicals and germs located on the controller (laughs) have now moved from your hand to your mouth when you said, ooh, (laughs) and you licked your fingers with your tongue by accident and glee. The chemicals then went down your throat, did a 180 degree turn past your eye sockets into your brain thus providing knowledge. Wow. Yeah. See, we got there. <laughs> Just took a trip. You thought you had me, I didn't totally you? thought, like, the blood would, like went through the screen from the dinosaur <laughs> and <laughs> shot oh into your goodness. eye. <laughs> wow. Eye socket, then thus psh, yes. going directly. Oh, yeah. that's a good idea. I like that. I might use that in the future. Uh, in movies like Selma about Martin Luther King Jr., have you seen any of those movies about Martin Luther King Jr.? Like, uh, any of them? Probably. What movies? You said know. Selma. Like, Selma's one of the big one. None of his speeches are actually the featured speeches are real. Really? Yeah. Uh, Steven Spielberg owns the movie rights to his life story 
and all of his actual speeches. No way. He bought them in 2009, and Spielberg apparently still has them, even though his MLK movie never got made. He wanted to make the movie. Mm -hmm. Right. Stanley put a hyphen in the uh, name Spider-Man because he didn't want people confusing him with Superman. Ah, makes sense. I, I can see that. Every single person has face mites living on their face right now. Sure do. They're microscopic. Mm-hmm. They're currently swimming around in all the oil in your pores. I feed them my dead skin. Yeah, they even have balloon animals on your face. Yep. And defecate. Don't make it gross. <laughs> uh, when the Hindenburg crashed in 1937, 62 of the 97 people on board survived, actually. The last survivor died at the age of 92 in 2014. He was a 14-year-old assistant on the Hindenburg when it exploded. Now there are no survivors alive currently. And finally, this is for Steve. I'm sure you probably know this, but the first Bitcoin purchase was on May 22nd of 2010. Did you know that? Yes, I did. When a developer bought two pizzas Mm -hmm. for 10,000 Bitcoins. Mm If he saved the pizza place, saved all those Bitcoins, they would be worth roughly, well, this morning, around $310 million. (laughs) That is crazy. Yeah. Now, uh, when the story was written that I saw, they were worth $360 million. (laughs) (laughs) It literally has dropped. It dropped. Five grand. It's what's what's it at right now? 32, maybe? Uh, It was bouncing around. So it'd be $320 million. 20 seconds here. Uh, It is at 32,530. One of the things Christine loves the most is when Steve and I talk to each other off the air about crypto. It's Mm -hmm. my favorite subject to listen to. Faces in our phones, yeah. talking to each other about. Yeah, you love it, don't you? Oh, uh, it's so fun. Yeah, it was, it was, <laughs> you sound so excited. She sounds so ready to go. You want to talk more about it? Yeah. No, 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 no. No, we're good for now. I think I'm okay. That okay. was enough. <laughs> Got a question for you guys. Why don't you click a six way in all the ways, good or bad? What's a story from when you were an intern that was good or bad that happened to you? I have a a really fun one when I was an intern in this industry in radio. But I want to talk to you about the HBO Max thing that's going on. Have you guys heard about what happened last Thursday? No. no. So last Thursday, HBO Max sent out to many of their subscribers an email that said, integration test email number one. And this went out last Thursday night. Well, it was an intern that sent it out. People started joking because it was supposed to be within the company, not okay. to subscribers. Oh, okay. So I, people immediately immediately were like hey you might want to fire your intern i just got this email blank internet everywhere it's like trending but, everywhere but who cares all well, if all the email said was it, testing it's just they it's because they shouldn't get that and then they like god only knows what it could be in the future and they're like some interns getting fired and people start joking about it well hbo actually admitted the mistake on twitter and they said quote we apologize for the inconvenience uh, as the jokes pile in, yes, it actually was an intern oh, that, that did that. Oh, that is funny. <laughs> and it says, no, really, and we're helping them through it. Well, people are going after HBO now for throwing an intern under the bus. It's shot. It, it, somebody said it's kind of become a big trend now. Here's one that says, dear intern, when I was a junior copywriter, I applied to my dream job at The Atlantic and wrote copywriter on my resume. I misspelled the job I wanted, <laughs> which, by the way, was a job 
for good spellers. Oh yeah. my gosh. Don't worry about it. You're doing okay. Somebody else wrote, Dear Intern, I was using my desktop calendar to make a monthly note of when I started my menstrual period. But after several months, I realized I was making that note on a calendar I shared with all of my colleagues oh, company-wide. Awesome. Oh, that is hilarious. And I started to think about, like, mistakes or even good moments you had when you were an intern. I'll be kind of fun to hear some of those today uh-huh. just for a little bit. And then I read this one. Dear intern, it gets better. P.S. Don't wear a beret for a while, okay? From Monica Lewinsky. Intern of all interns. If you have no idea who she is. Oh, come on. Some people don't. Just because you know something doesn't mean you should assume everybody else does. You should Google Monica Lewinsky, not on a work computer. I'm doing it right now. Who is this lady? Yeah, just Google, Google Monica Lewinsky. Google spinach Lewinsky. dip next to it, too. No. <laughs> no. What does that even mean? Yeah, what? Is that a sick thing? No. I mean, it's all in the story when you Google her. No. Mm-hmm. Okay. Don't. Closing that out. Thank you, Steve. That's nasty. <laughs> okay, so it. back to interns. <laughs> Tell us your good intern, intern story. Were you ever an intern ever? Yeah. Okay, were you, Steve? Yes. Okay, we're going to share get their stories as well, and I've got a fun one involving Connie. Next. 15 minutes away from a rando text where we're, what was it, helping somebody or somebody always like skipped out on them twice or mm-hmm. something like that? And she wants to know, like, is it worth it? Or is this guy going to be flaky forever? Flaky dudes, Steve. Flaky dudes. Are you looking at Steve because you're yeah. calling him flaky? Yeah, I mean, I think that's the implication here. Huh? What? Huh? Wait, huh? what? 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 Okay. No, I can't make it. <laughs> the people that actually help you behind the scenes, the people that sometimes make your company or your situation get better are interns in a lot of cases. They do I don't the know grunt work. Where we're going to get to. That's how I started. Yeah. I did a 30 week internship. For Connie, of mm-hmm. Connie and Fish, who we lost earlier this year to cancer. And uh, it was her promotions intern, which I ended up putting on a concert. We needed a chair for the studio, and the company would not buy one for us. See, Christine, it's not just this company. <laughs> the company would not buy one for us, so we did a fundraiser. And I ran through the old market of Omaha, Nebraska, which is like a, you know, like a main street in Connie's lingerie in February. Oh, my gosh. Yep. There were pictures. They've been destroyed. You're Aww. welcome. It was cold that day. Sure. We'll leave it there. That's the story. Uh, but <laughs> HBO Max had an intern accidentally send out like an inner office memorandum to all of its subscribers. They then blame the intern. Now people are kind of going after HBO in a good way. Like they're like, HBO was like, hey, don't worry. It wasn't intern. Actually, your jokes were right. But, the, you know, we're helping them learn how to work the program. And people are like, even Monica Lewinsky was like, don't worry, intern, it'll be okay. (laughs) If she says it's okay, it will be okay. Monica Lewinsky is what all interns should aspire to be. No, wait. (laughs) Monica Lewinsky is the intern of all interns. But we were asking for some of your good stories, and there's some really cool feel-good stories or bad stories as an intern. One of the texts that we got, the one, the, the big one that I wanted to really read, I think actually... They could get in trouble, so I'm not even going to do it. Aww. But, however, I'm curious, Christine, good, bad things, your internships. You interned, didn't you? You interned for, like, a mayor, right? Yeah, so when I was in college, I interned at the mayor's office in Lansing. Michigan State. Yep, yep. And um, 
It was actually a pretty good experience. I remember one time, though, someone called and kept me on the phone for an hour and a half, like complaining, whether it be about the mayor or something with the city. And I didn't know how to get him off. Eventually, when I did, the office manager, the person who oversaw the interns, was like, you cannot be on the phone with constituents for an hour and a half. <laughs> like, you talk like, to someone for an that... hour and a half? Yeah, man. But thankfully, now in radio, we get complaints. So I've learned how to deal with those complaints there you or go. just mm-hmm. hang up the phone. There you go. Hang up on them. There you go. That's why we only have six listeners. Yeah. Right? Christine keeps That's hanging up on them. Uh, even though the click of six has been around for... The concept of it for 20 years. Mm-hmm. Uh, anyway, Steve, interns. You were an intern where? I was, a, well, my very first internship was in Detroit for uh, Greater Media Detroit. They own several radio stations there. All I right. was all excited. Uh, I was right out of a radio trade school. I got hired. I go there for my first day, and he hands me some T-shirts and gives me my schedule. I'm like, awesome. So then I show up later that week for my very, very first actual day, and he uh, pulls me aside. It's funny he even let me come down there. And he's like, hey, I I got some bad news for you. And I'm like, okay. He goes, I accidentally hired one too many interns, and you were the last intern I hired. So last one hired, first one fired. Oh, no. And then he says, but bonus is you can keep the T-shirts. I'm like, oh, thanks, buddy. Here's the, here's the thing. You know what it was. That sucks. Steve shook his hand. Yeah, oh, so yeah. He's got exactly the, That's the sweaty hands what it was. with your sweaty hands. Now, here's the funny thing. We're talking about interns right now. Just to, before we wrap up this conversation, I will point something out. Back when we could have interns, obviously, we're, you know, COVID safe building, whatever. You can't have interns right now, right? Mm-hmm. Back when we could have interns, 80% minimum. 80% of our interns, Christine, for the Connie and Fish show with mm-hmm. Steve, attractive women. I mean, 80%. they applied more often. Yeah. 80%. Or mm-hmm. you hired them more often. Steve's <laughs> job, part of Steve's job is to look for the interns, find mm-hmm. interns, and then interview interns, hire interns. Mm-hmm. And then train, we all, I mean, but Steve spearheads their training to make sure they learn and they can hopefully do what we do, right, for a living. 80% attractive women. I mean, that's what I said. They all, all attractive women like to apply for this type of job. I I mean, it's probably because I'm attractive. That's exactly why. I tell Steve once this story about Jennifer Stute, high school play, Wouldn't Kiss Me. And he Six months later, fired. intern named Jennifer Stewart. Uh huh. <laughs> like it's he's 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 doing this stuff on purpose. Probably. But as far as an intern story goes, to wrap up this conversation, Cheyenne, just pick one of the. the that is, she was she the was hilarious, weirdest, goofiest of them all. Yeah, Cheyenne told us a story this one time when she was learning how to drive with her dad. Uh, she went to I think it was like Walmart or something, uh-huh. and her dad wanted her to park. Uh, in between two cars, because she wanted to park like way off, away from the cars, because she was scared of parking next to cars. Totally but makes sense. Her dad made her do it, and she drives this like SUV, and so she starts to pull in, and she doesn't uh, realize that she's going to hit the car in front of her, and her dad's like screaming for her to stop, <laughs> and so she slams on the brake, but it wasn't actually the brake; it was the gas, oh, and she no. literally drove up on top of this other car, <sighs> where amazing. two of the wheels were up on the car. <laughs> that is absolutely and this amazing. This person's car who came running out screaming, "Oh my god, my car!" <laughs> Did she actually get her license? <laughs> 
Yeah, she did. Yeah. Well, the funny thing, too, is that, like, after the police came and there's insurance, everything handled, uh, the dad still made her go into Walmart and go shopping while she was bawling her eyes out the whole time. Which is absolutely brilliant. <laughs> Right now, we need to help out a member of the Click of Six with this rando text up. OMG. What? L O L. When you text me that, I said, oh, well. Man. Rando text message via Apple, free download and Apple Store, oh, Christina. The guy I've been dating has canceled twice on me an hour before we were supposed to hang out. He says it's work stuff and that he can't help it. One time, I was in the process of cooking us dinner, so I wasted time and money for nothing. The second time, I was almost done getting ready for our date, which was supposed to be him taking me out to dinner to make up for the first cancellation. He sent me flowers after the second time it happened, promising me that he'd make it up to me, but I'm still annoyed. We've only been seeing each other now for a month, so it's still new, and we are still texting, but I don't like how flaky he's being. Would this be a deal breaker for you, or should I give it one more chance? You know, in the Midwest, we usually wait till like November for the flakes. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, we do. And snowflakes. Uh, He sent flowers, though, huh? Mm -hmm. After the second time it happened. Okay, so he's just not that into you is not necessarily the answer because although there are some people on our social media that have commented that that he's not into you but he sent flowers yeah that's a waste of money i mean personally i say give it one more chance it's you know three chances and that's even if he doesn't or even if he doesn't cancel I think maybe you need to, I don't know what he does for a living, but maybe take that into account. Like, if this is his job where things can come up last minute and you don't like that, I think for you yourself, that's something you have to take into consideration and probably find someone with a more... Like a loose. a loose job, yeah, or loose like schedule. like eight to five type of thing. You know their schedule. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's an interesting angle. What do you think, Steve? I'm I'm kind of uh, in the same boat as Christine here. I think that he's probably telling the truth, and that he's probably it sucks that he missed out on their dates and whatnot. But he probably did have something going on with work, and that you should if if you're okay with him canceling stuff because of his work it sounds like it's going to be a pretty common theme here mm-hmm. then i'd say give him another chance but if, if you're not cool with that uh him putting his work ahead of you then i would probably end it so remember the click of six we call you click of six people that listen to the show a sister with a brain a woman uh sister with a brain sends us a message for a rando text so she's been dating a guy for about a month past two dates he's canceled mm-hmm. one time it's uh she's making dinner the other time he's taking her out to dinner to make up for the first time he sends flowers to say, I'm sorry. Is he looking for the bigger, better deal? Did something else, did a better opportunity come up and he's lying and he's making up these excuses? He's saying it's work related. Yeah. But he's passionate about his job. And really, would you rather be with someone that's not passionate about their job? If they're not passionate about their career, or they don't you know, cover themselves with work then you need to account for that in the future. Mm-hmm. That may become a, even a bigger issue. Yeah. I've always had, I, I've canceled many, many, many things because of my uh, job. The last minute thing. I mean, if I was going to cancel day last minute, I'd be like, hey, like, what's he doing to, where he can't do dinner, but can he meet up with her later? 
I would always try and meet up with a lawyer. <laughs> of course you would. Yeah, right? yeah, I mean, because I'm a gentleman. Uh huh. You know what I'm saying? I mean, I could always come by later when I'm yeah, done. Yeah, like one in the morning or something yeah. like that. Mm-hmm. Might be buzzed. Text you up. Yeah, yeah. but then I got something. I uh, got some work stuff at 4 a.m. I got to get out of there real quick. Yeah. After. <laughs> you know, to my wife. I mean, to my job. What, what do you guys think? Weigh in. We're doing a rando tax deal right now, trying to help out a member of the Click of Sex. OMG. Rando, text him, message him via Apple, free download and Apple Storo. This guy I've been dating has canceled twice on me an hour before we were supposed to hang out. He says it's work stuff and that he can't help it. One time I was in the process of, process of cooking us dinner, so I wasted time and money for nothing. The second time I was almost done getting ready for our date, which was supposed to be him taking me out to dinner to make up for the first cancellation. He sent me flowers after the second time it happened, promising that he'd make it up to me, but I'm still annoyed. We've only been seeing each other now for a month, so it's still new, and we are still texting, but I don't like how flaky he's being. Would this be a deal breaker for you, or should I give it one more chance? All right, so let's look at it this way. I, I've been reading kind of a, a lot of the texts that we've get, gotten in and messages via the app. How important should someone be to you when you're dating them? Now, fact, this dude is rude. He's coming off as rude. I do like the three strikes you're out thing, Christine, yeah. that you were saying earlier. However, should you be that much of a priority where he should blow off something for work for somebody he's only been dating for a month versus his career? I mean, should you? I mean, I get what you're saying. I totally do. It's interesting because you say that and someone said he's just not that into you. This is supposed to be the time when he's making the impression and treating you like a queen. Time uh, to say goodbye. See, I hate but the honeymoon period. I'm with you period. because it's still it's still only a month. Yeah, you're only yeah. a month deep. And by the way, let's say a month you hung out 10 times if you're lucky in that month, yeah. right? Yeah. That's, you know, that's a lot. That's a lot. To me, I think that's a lot as well. And I don't believe in the... I try and actually, when I date, avoid the honeymoon period. Because when the honeymoon's period is over, like, I'd rather just be honest with you from the get out. Mm-hmm. I've never, you know, people are like, oh, you're just saying that. because That's not really who you were because, you know, you're who you are because, you know, you're just, it's the honeymoon period. I'm like, no, this is who I am. I don't want to set you up. And then six months into a relationship, when I have, like, legitimate feelings for you, you're like, well, Where's that guy? Well, okay. Now I'm curious. What is <laughs> what is that warning that you give him from the beginning? This is who I am. I'm not going to be asked you. This, these are my views. I'm not lying. I'm not trying to make you happy. If I'm clicking with you and we're clicking, yeah, we're legitimately clicking. And then I'll ask them to treat me with the same amount of respect. Yeah, you know, and I'll and if they don't, I'll you know probably tell them that they're naughty or something like that. Yeah, naughty. <laughs> You're naughty. You know, like like uh, all you girls of the click of six. You have all been very, very, very naughty. naughty. You're naughty. You're very naughty. <laughs> and you know what happens to naughty people, Christine? They get spanked. If anybody's naughty, they should be spanked. <laughs> yes, they <laughs> should. <That's true. laughs> and that is the honeymoon period. Yeah. Yeah, right. spanked? Yeah. No, Christine, get your mind out of the gutter. God, Steve, she's so naughty. I know, right? Naughty. naughty. You're naughty.